I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Suzanne. And we are best friends and business partners who understand how our lives and our work are intertwined. And we talk about the challenges that are up for us because just like you, we're trying to get better all the time. Oh my God, Suzanne. Holy shit. The onslaught of emails and texts that I'm getting from impending graduates and summer job intern seekers, internship seekers, and parents of people looking for stuff. Since March, it's just been unending. Oh, it's. I think it's a panic moment. It's been going on for me for months. And they're cold emails, mostly asking for f- a, a favor. And they're bad. Every once in a while, there's one that gets to me where I want to help. Yeah, well... We're going to help you today figure out how to do it to get our attention. But in the meantime, here are some helpful hints on what not to say that just comes from all the three quarters of the emails that I get. Do not say, I want to pick your brain. It is one of my least Least favorite favorite. things because there's nothing in it for me, A. It raises a physical image I don't want to think about. Um, Don't say – uh, if you're a young person looking for your first job or actually anybody, I feel like I can be of enormous value to you okay. or of enormous yeah. value to this organization. How do you know? How, how, right. how do you know? You don't know whether you can be of enormous value. There's there's a better way to say that. There is so, a better way. We're going to tell, tell you what that is. But don't say that. And finally, since you're looking for my help – and you don't know how busy I am or whether I'm traveling or what's on my calendar, do not say, I'd like to speak as soon as possible and then suggest a date like this week Wait. or suggest times no. at all. Hold on. My my also accompanying least favorite to that is send me a link to your calendar scheduler. Oh, boy. That would – App. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I'm really sorry if those are all your standard lines by the way, but we're, we're here to help, as I said. And today's show is going to get you on the right path. It's going to school you in the art of the cold call because you have to get good at this all your life. It's not just when you're coming out of school. There are so many times that you will need to make a cold email and grab people right away in the right way. It's the single greatest gift that you're going to take with you into your career. Suzanne, 
Don't you still ask me sometimes, like Rachel? We need a killer cold email. Oh, to this person. It, we do this as a practice ourselves all the time. Yeah. And so the, uh, trust us, this isn't just for you, college students, grad students, you know, young adults. We are doing this all the time, and it is an art. There's a science and there is an art that we're going to talk about today. And the number of times that I've also talked about this and helped young people do it where they say that worked is many. So that's what we want to help you with today. And by the way, we learned this by writing emails and not hearing anything back. So it's not like we were born great cold callers. Right. Oh, and don't we want to also help people understand what happens if you write what you thought was the beautiful email and you hear nothing? Because oh, yeah. that was always a, a yeah. something oh, yeah. I never understood yeah, how we'll to do. Okay, let's talk about that too. Okay, Rach, let's actually, let's start this piece of the conversation about what gets our attention. And I think a lot of it has to do with how we view our time, because that's also, for us, the biggest trigger point. And how we view our contacts, which is yes. really big, because that's the asset you're trying to tap into. Those two things yep. are our biggest assets, yep. our time and our networks and our knowledge and our expertise yeah. are really the three things you're asking us for. And my for. beauty also might, you know, there there are other assets that well, you usually, guys are trying to tap into. I mean, admit, most of the time they're reaching you to try to get to me. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how they do that. Um, okay. So first, let's talk about the network nuances, because here's what's interesting. Your network so, of one. <laughs> so many, so many people assume that because they know, they see on LinkedIn, yes. oh, that I God. know so, someone. <laughs> right. like how many people on LinkedIn do I go, I have no fucking idea why yeah. that person is yeah. on my LinkedIn feed. But the other thing is, some of the very high level people that I know, I ain't going to use that, right. that contact for just anybody, right? That's a precious piece of my currency, and I'm going to spend that for very special moments, right? So do not assume, right, that my network is a commodity. It's very nuanced. There are some people I know that I don't want to link to, some people I have no problem linking to, right? So I'm thinking in particular of someone I know who is the Maven connector, and everybody wants to meet her, and I'm very close to her. I am... I would lose my currency with her if I just threw people at her indiscriminately. So I want to ask you something then. So you're saying if someone cold emails you for that introduction, what would they have to do to get that introduction? You don't mention it right away. You don't say, I want to meet so-and-so, right? You want you want to interest me first so that I go, Ooh, I need to introduce this person to that person. I have another way you would get that done. So recently, um, we talk about Melissa Harris on this show all the time, so I'm going to reference her because she's such a lovely, delicious character to talk about. So Melissa is um, – she's she would hate it that we said she's in PR. She's in communications and, and right. marketing, and she's just great at what she does. And we've worked with her a lot. And she has a tremendous network, but she's also was a reporter, so mm-hmm. she has a real nose for like, I need to get to that person. Mm-hmm. Recently, she asked to tap into someone in my network who's a high, precious CMO in Chicago. Now, 
I paused because that person is hard to get to. But what Melissa did that was smart, and when she did it, I thought, oh, that's a good strategy. She made it really clear to me why that person would want to meet with her. There you go, right? Why is this actually a a double win. Why is it a double win, right? Right. I mean, you know, that's a great example about Melissa Harris, and that is what she does. But if you don't have something to offer, the fact is that if you tell me, if you have in your mind you want to meet someone you know is like the kingpin of biotech and that I know her, you just say, I'm really interested in biotech and here's what I'm thinking about or whatever. And if it doesn't spring to mind in my mind that I need to introduce you to, that, then you know that's not going to happen, okay? It's not because it didn't occur to me and I don't want it to occur to you. I don't want you to say, please introduce me to so-and-so. Not right off the bat, okay? But let's talk even more deeply about what actually does grab our attention, Suzanne, So, because there have been some emails. Oh, yeah. So here's the key for me. I'm so busy. You have to assume that I'm getting five of these a week. I need to believe that I am the only person who can tell you and help you with the issue or problem or challenge that you're facing. If it's generic, like I'm facing a workforce and I don't really know what job to get and like it's like, dude, like you've got a college counselor. You've got a career advisor. But if they say I'm really interested, for example, in the scene between, you know, Social purpose and the marketplace, and the I really want. Between, I thought you were going to say the seam between my panty line. Oh, did you think I was going to say that? That's funny. That's really funny. That's what I think. I'm uh-huh. Sorry, say that part again. I got distracted. The seam between what? Right. Whatever. Very specifically, that my career represents. Oh. That is like is a specific. And and then ask a question there. I'm going to go well. You ain't going to get any intelligence on that from anyone but me. So it doesn't just flatter me. It's like, oh, I get to talk about what I actually know about. Someone asked me yesterday, um, don't flatter yourself here, about our partnership. And they said, our company is led by um, two people who don't have a good business partnership. And it really is creating a, a very hostile culture here, I would love to understand how a good partnership looks. What is that? And I was like, I could talk about that topic all day long, right? Yeah. So there's certain topics that if you want to email me to talk yep. about them, I could talk about that all day long. You could and- talk about me. A l- you know, it's true. You do want to talk about me. I, I think you get a lot of emails that go, I w- I'd really like to know more about Rachel. And it's true that you're going to want to talk about that. <laughs> I would. Um, <laughs> So if you listen carefully enough to the things that we talk about in Google us, listen to the podcast, read you know articles that we've or blog posts or whatever it is, the person that you're trying to get in touch with probably has a footprint. Yeah. They probably have a paper trail. Yeah. They probably have some ability Beyond the LinkedIn page, exactly. beyond their company bio. Like, yeah, you're going to think go I'm further. interested in something that I'm not. That I haven't not. been interested in 10 years. That's a great exactly. point, Suzanne. Like, drill down, see what they talk about now, now, t- today, now. What, what's up for them now. You know, Greg Latterman, who comes into the class at Kellogg, used to be interested in the music business. Right. Now he's a pretzel entrepreneur. Right. He, he doesn't want to talk about the music industry. But if you've said, 
Yeah. If you said, look, I just went into Whole Foods and I bought a couple bags of your pretzels. Let me give you some right. feedback on I jalapeno. I vomited for like a week. <laughs> right. Can you please help me? to hear. Yeah, yeah. So you have to figure out what people, what's up for them now. So, for example, if someone wanted to say to us, been listening to the podcast – and here are some topic ideas. My friends and I have been yes. listening. We've been having conversations. We would love right. to hear you guys. That's would great. you mind That's getting great. on the phone for 15 minutes? I've got some career questions, but I'd also love to suggest to you guys. Yeah. I get on that call. That's great. Now let's talk practically. Again, you don't know what my calendar looks like, what my yeah. time looks like, you know, when I bathe during the day. When I take my cat naps, you just don't know all that. So instead of saying, I'm wondering whether we can speak at, you know, immediately or on Thursday at five, it's like, don't, don't okay. just say, I know you're very busy. Can we speak at your earliest convenience? And when you're suggesting a phone call, say 20 minutes, yes. say 20 minutes, because 15 is unrealistic. And I know that's going to stretch. And it's just like, well, it can't be a real conversation. 15, 20 is reasonable. Yes. Okay. If yeah. it's and do not suggest in person, unless I say let's meet in person. Absolutely. And also, I always assume when I'm writing the email, if it's a person who's our quote level or higher, that they may not do their own scheduling. So I always offer that and say, if you're not the person who does your own scheduling, right. I'm happy to get in touch with whoever does right. your scheduling. They may come back and say, oh, no, I take care of my own calendar. But don't assume that they're going to read your email, go onto their calendar. Right. Like Just give them that courtesy of giving them the the flexibility. And by the way, if you really want the meeting, you should be willing to cancel everything on your calendar to get onto theirs. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a fine line here, Suzanne, between being too forward and presumptuous and being too obsequious and like, I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. right. I don't want that either. Right. I want you to have the right balance of confidence and respect. Yes. I, I, there's one more thing. I'm speaking I, to you. I want you to have the right balance of confidence and respect for me. Fuck you. <laughs> Rachel, it's important to let our listeners know that they have something to offer even if they're junior. I think it's an easy out to think, oh, I have nothing to offer if I'm trying to write to a CEO or somebody who's three levels up from me. So how would I even begin to think about what I would offer them? And I want to say the following. It starts with having a mindset of generosity, of thinking to yourself, there must be something I can show or offer, even in this initial email that would demonstrate the fact that I am actually thinking about how I can add value, even if it starts in small ways. So here's a great example of that, Suzanne. Years ago, I had a conversation about this time of year with the guy who was the artistic director of Lincoln Center Theater at the time, which was the hottest theater in the country. And of course, he was getting inundated with new MFAs and Juilliard graduates and all kinds of people coming out of college wanting to work at Lincoln Center Theater. And every one of these emails said some version of, I was a hot shit director at X, and I believe that my work stands for itself and it has a lot to add for Lincoln Center Theater. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, first of all, how you're saying that I don't want to do the homework to find out. And B, that's not where we start. 
the letters that he would pull right out of the pile, so to speak, were the ones that basically said, I am fascinated by X. I have – I've gotten my degree in Y. I have seen every play that you've directed at Lincoln Center Theater and I would do pretty much anything to work in any capacity at your theater this summer. I mean it's basically – he said, if you're telling me that you would scrub the toilets at Lincoln Center just to have something to do with our work, then I want to bring you in here and I'll discover your value because it's obviously not going to be scrubbing toilets. Absolutely. I, I also think that you can demonstrate that mindset of generosity by doing things such as, I'll just give a quick hit list. We already said, give us some podcast topics. If you're talking to people like us, if you know somebody owns a a product company, try their product. Tell them, I'd love to give you some feedback on your product. Recently, someone sent me the Audible download link to a book they thought that I would find interesting. It was the Joe Navarro book. A, they knew from listening to this podcast that you and I both like Audible yeah. books, right? And B, they know the topic of the class that I teach at Kellogg. Boom, right into my inbox. So generous, on point. Whether I had liked the book or not, which I did, it was like, I think you'd find this book interesting. And now I, I know, remember you. I remember, yeah. right? And I'm like, wow, super generous, right? Things like that are absolutely standout, generous um, acts that anyone can do no matter what your level of of profession. Right. And let's just end this uh, set of suggestions with a more, I don't know, tactical one, which is somebody referred you to me, okay? So rather than just simply saying so-and-so referred me to you, which doesn't really tell me much. And by the way, if that person didn't write me separately, I'm kind yes. of wondering why. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, unless you know, like, and, and even if you do know that the other person has written me separately saying you really should talk to this guy, I would love to know the conversation you had with the person that made them think I'm the person to talk to. So for example, I recently got a great a great case of this where someone I love and respect, Noah Askin, had suggested to one of his students that he call me. And it was about a very specific topic that Why I knew did he a ask, lot about. Why did he ask to call you, not me? Because I know things. <laughs> like Tyrion Lannister? <laughs> yeah, I, what do you know? Yeah. Yeah, what do you know that I don't so know? It was just a you know, it's between me and Noah, actually. But it was like, you know, y- you should really talk to Rachel about this. And it was so specific. Yeah, and that so you knew that I there's knew, no like, way he couldn't. Right. Have, and Noah right, wouldn't have yeah. said that unless and right. I really now feel obligated. And then sure enough, Noah did circle back, but not until after I had said yes, because yeah. it was a really good, specific introduction. Um, great. I love it. So should we end with just a couple of don'ts, even though I feel like it's a bit of a downer? But I think it's always helpful, actually, just to give people some quick, like, yeah, don't cross this off your list. Cross this off your list. Okay. So we already talked about do not use the phrase pick my brain. Oh. And I don't think we're the only ones, by the way, who don't like Everybody that. Everybody hates that phrase. It's just, it's the phrase and the thought behind yeah. it. Like, no one wants to but be. What's in this for me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So don't use that. I'm going to say the next one with full on apologies. 
to my TA, Amea, who is from Australia and says that this is the way people in Australia sign off on their emails. But if you're not from Australia, please don't say cheers, cheers. It sounds snarky to me or some. I just don't like it. Well, it sounds affected. affected. You're in this country Cheers. Now. You're in this country now. You're in this country now. Jesus. Okay. I don't like cheers. If you're trying to email me specifically, right. please don't say cheers. I just right. feel like, stop it. Um, right. <laughs> don't get my name wrong. Right. And I don't just mean spelling. I mean, it's it's the nickname issue. Okay. Oh, God, so yeah. here's the thing. It's difficult sometimes because you don't know when, when you're writing a James, whether it's a Jimmy or right. a James. And if you get – and it's kind of not your fault. So actually, if it's a name like Suzanne, it's pretty safe to – like you can find on the web whether they are known by Suzanne or Susie, right? So but don't even go, if it's a Susie, is it a Z? Is it an right, S? You're going to have to like, find that online. If you just can't and you don't know whether they go by Thomas or Tom or Tom, right, then – just do the Mr. So absolutely. Just go to the oh, to or the ask someone if title. if that's wrong on the top. Oh, boy. for a lot of people, it's a knockout. Oh, so boy. why waste? Why right. waste that? Um, definitely don't push. Not on the first email. I think that there's a sense today of you know be a go getter, eh, like yeah. be confident and um, and. Know that you have a right to send that first email and, and there should be some confidence in that. But that's different than being pushy. Right. The other thing I just want to mention because it happens all the time with emails that I receive, you got to proof the shit out of your email. Oh, yeah. I mean having basic spelling errors and grammatical errors, have someone else read it for God's we, sake. We read each other's. I, I correct you all the time. <laughs> True. And, and and on that note, um, just, I don't know, but um, although we do it to each other, don't be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't try to be too funny. Don't on be the too first funny. Sh- not on the first shot. I like a sending little... Sending gifts is probably not a good idea on that first email, sending a funny gif. Yeah. Right. Don't do gifts. But I, I thought you were going to say don't send gifts. And oh. I was like, actually, I would like a gift. <laughs> but I, I, I like a little wink, wink if they know we have a sense of humor from the podcast and maybe they're able to reference that a little yeah. bit, but don't jump into our double dutch. That's dangerous. Let's just take a quick break. And when we come back, you know, you're the dog, you've been chasing the car, now you caught the car. What happens when you actually land the meeting? Oh, now yeah. we're going to give you some advice about what happens in that first conversation. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so the dog catches the car. That was your analogy. Why isn't the dog getting the bone? Is this No, because the dog's been chasing the car down the street. The scary thing is now the dog has the car, oh. gets the car to stop, but what are you going to do with it? Okay, I was a little slow on that metaphor. Yeah, really slow. Okay. Um, the most important aspect of that interaction, whether it's on the phone or in a room for me is – I want to love the conversation. I want to feel like I'm engaged in a real back and forth. I don't want to feel interviewed. I don't want to feel like it's a, I prepared three questions and I'd like Mm -hmm. to go down that list. So I want to know that you're about to ask me three killer questions. And the first one is going to tell me if the next two are going to be interesting. So keep it flowing. And also, by the way, be listening to my responses so that if you need to ditch those other two questions, ditch them. Like, let's be in a real back and forth. That should be your goal because I'll remember that we had a great conversation. I probably won't care too much about what you came in prepared to ask me. You know me. what's interesting is um, one of the questions always should have to do with who succeeds in your mind. Like, I want to know – you know, if let's say it's a job interview, right, then it is like who does really well yeah. here, right? That gets me thinking like, huh, I don't – I never thought about what the pattern is of the people who are really successful or, you know, if you're generally going, I want to enter the field of whatever, yeah. the theater direction. Like who are the people – when you think of the very first steps in their career, like – what are the first steps that tend to always end well? Like what are the – just ask for some pattern recognition yes. because that's the one thing that I have that you don't. Right. You're looking from underneath. I've got an overview. Or you could ask, for example, is there a surprising quality yeah. that you've discovered about yourself or anyone else you work with that actually turned out to be the thing that made them right. the or most is successful? There s- what is it that you wish someone had told you when the, you were my age? Oh, yeah. I love that question. Yeah, I do too. Um, so obviously getting back to this interesting conversation, I do think – I just want to underscore something you just said, which is the questions part. You should have in your pocket three really interesting questions. Not more than that because you won't remember them. Yep. Just three interesting questions and don't make them all the same kind of questions. Yes. And – not just you can have the questions in your pocket. Please bring, if we're in person, please bring a notebook and a pen. I know that seems so basic. Oh, boy, is that true. It really it, – it, I'm sorry, but it does trigger me. And I don't mean to sound old-fashioned or old school. But you took the time. You asked me for a meeting. And now we're – if we're in person – and by the way, even if we're on the phone, it, 
it's not a bad thing to say to the person on the phone, I'm just Hold writing on, I'm that down. That. I love that. I actually <laughs> right? love it. I'll tell you, in a, I don't mind when I hear the click, click, click Me on neither. the phone. Me neither. But I do mind in person if you've brought I a computer yeah. and your screen is up, yes. right? So take a notebook and write down. And that's linked to this other point I want to say, which is I want to believe that you're so curious. You... You're going to soak up what's happening in these 20 minutes. You just can't get yes. enough. You are curious. So I always say to my daughters, be interested, not interesting. It completely changes your posture in the meeting. You're not having to prove that you can do a tap dance or that you went to so-and-so or you have your degree in such-and-such. Such you know, It's like, really? Tell me more about it. You are so interested yeah. in this conversation and what I have to say, you can barely stop yourself yeah. from writing things down. I, it, all, that also, the interested part led me to, if you got the meeting with me because we have a mutual connection or you, someone else led you to me... I love to if, – if someone asks me, well, how did you two meet? Yeah. It's a good question because it provides like a historic backstory or it typically allows me to circle back to like a good memory or you'll learn something. That's, in, a, that's a great idea. Right. That's so really how true. did you guys meet? Ask that question. Right. And let me just say this. Um, and this is sort of a challenge and that's why you have to think about this going um, – into the meeting because it's not something you want to be have to answer on your feet. You should be prepared to answer the following question, whether it's asked explicitly or not. What's your fantasy scenario? Like if you could wave a magic wand and get out of this meeting something that is like a dream, yeah. I could – meet so-and-so and then start working for them doing X, that would be my fantasy scenario. What does success look like to you as a result of this meeting? Oh, what yeah. would make you feel that this meeting was a runaway success, right? It's kind of a version of what my old boss used to say coming into a meeting where he didn't have a lot of time. And it's amazing how few people knew how to Is answer this Bill question. Is Bill Bowen again? Bill Bowen again. Bill Bowen of the Reluctant <laughs> Dragon. Right. And we, we also had Bill right. Bowen recently. He's been like on six, but was, Athlete. Athlete. Oh, and hair athlete. athlete. Yeah, right? hair and athlete. Yeah. Bill used to walk into a meeting and say to people, not schmoozing, not, so what do you do and what do we do? He The very first line was, so how can I help you today? I cannot tell you how many people didn't know how to We're answer that question. That. It's like, why are you not knowing how to answer that question? You know, when I was young, I remember talking to someone. Actually, I wasn't so young. I was kind of in a mid-career crisis. And I was talking to someone who became a really good friend, Andrew Blau. And we had a great conversation at Balthazar about what I'm thinking and what I'm confused about and blah, blah, blah. And at the end, he wrote me at the next day and he said, Rachel, there's no one I would want to help more and no one that I want to do something for. You've done so much for me. I have to be honest that at the end of that conversation, I don't really know what you're looking for. Yes. I've had people – I had people say that to me early in my career too. And the fact too. is I didn't. I was wanting him to save my life. You have a vision for me. Yeah. Sorry, honey. I can't. I can help the shit out of you if you just give me some sense of your vision yes. and then I can make that real. Yeah. But I can't get by into the way, you and have a vision it feels for bad for the right. for both of you. Right. Yeah. I can't I help you. And here is the last piece of advice which probably wraps the whole thing around because it's both literal and metaphoric. Go to them. 
So if you're asking for the meeting, literally physically be willing to go to them, wherever they are. Or at least offer. offer. For God's sake. Okay, for God's sakes, right? Go to them. Check it out. Here's my check this out, which is also a great graduation gift if you're in that mode right now for graduation. So it's on Instagram and it's pictures dot by dot page. That's her her handle. So Mm. it's not all one word. You send her Thanks. Yes. P-A-I-G-E. Pictures dot by dot page. You send her any image. And she will send back to you that image, but in kind of a cool poster-ish type image that's – you can design it or she'll offer you versions of it and then we'll send it back to you so that you can frame it. I just did one of Joey and his three best friends. And it's not pop art. You can see them in different configurations. So does he now know listening to this podcast that you did that? Um, well, he's not really a podcast listener okay. yet, yet. But um, Ariel did one for her best friend who's graduating that is so adorable. And she does it quickly. It's about 40 bucks, $50 at the most. It's not. It's fantastic. And she's a great communicator. You just message her. You I direct message her. I love that. She's great. I just took notes on that. Okay, Suzanne, here's mine. And it's just fresh Fresh as can be. Am I going to end up wasting time? You are going to end up not wasting time, but spending quality. Spending time that grows you. It's a book that I would have never, never read if my daughter hadn't mentioned it. But then, of course, I forgot that she mentioned it. I don't know who suggested it, but it's called Circe, C I R C E. And it is. It is about the gods and goddesses of the underworld and their relationship to mortals. And these are real gods and goddesses. I cannot tell you how uninterested I am in all that shit, in all gods, goddesses, the underworld, mythology. I'm not a mythology, but I don't watch Game of Thrones, okay? I cannot tell you. And when I suggested it to my twin sister in the first 10 pages, she's like, Rachel did not fucking recommend a book with gods and God. Oh, this is so good. It is so spectacularly good. Something is always happening. And it delves into the human psychology of the relationship between gods and mortals and who they were. And it fleshes out like who was Circe? Who was Odysseus? Who was Daedalus? Who was Icarus? And in a story, it is Absolutely I'm brilliant. So excited to Cersei read it. by yeah. Marilyn Miller. Absolutely brilliant. Check it out. Check this out. We'll be back to the big payoff next week. If you like what you heard, you can find us at BigPayoffRadio.com, on iTunes, on the Acast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.